It's The Drive on 98.7 ESPN. Hard to see until 10 on 98.7. 1-800-919-3776. Also on Twitter, at Hardest ESPN, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. For those of you on hold, hold on a second. We're joined by incredible talent. Star of the Michael K. Show with Don LaGreca and Peter Rosenberg. You can hear every Monday through Friday here from 3 to 7. Does a tremendous job as the voice of the Yankees on Yes. Unfortunately, will now be the studio host for Yes. I really wished he could be on the on the call with some of these games in the postseason. Michael K. joins us here on The Drive on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, Michael. Hi, Larry. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for a couple of minutes, my friend. I know with your schedule, it's very busy. Michael, a couple of things. First, take me through your thought process when you found out that Cole wasn't pitching today and they were putting a game of this magnitude in Jamison Tyon's hands. You know, I thought it was a decision to make. Uh, I know I'm, I'm up against my, my, ne- my Yes Network colleagues. I know that John Flaherty thought they should pitch Cole. Uh, Curry did, and so did Buck Showalter. And I just felt you, you got to pitch Cole in the game that you have to have. Now, this is not a game that they have to have. Because, obviously, you lose, it, it gets tougher for you, but you still have a game tomorrow. So I think it's better to have Cole on a full rest rather than on three days rest. And I knew that Tyone was going to have a very, very short leash, and the bullpen was all set and locked and loaded. And uh, that's exactly how it turned out. I, I, I'm surprised that Tyone gave them as much as he did. And, and Larry, I'll tell you the truth, I thought he could have given them more, but they, mm-hmm. they definitely had a, um, a plan in mind the way they were going to employ the bullpen, and they knew when they wanted to take out Tyone, and I thought he was brilliant. I thought he stepped up in a big way, and that was the way I would have played it. I would have saved Cole for either the, the tiebreaker tomorrow, and now he's saved, and he's going to be on more than normal rest for the wild card, which is a good thing. Michael, how tense was that game today? <laughs> it was unbelievable. I mean, it, 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 it was like the crowd was almost fearful of cheering. You know, they, 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 it seemed like they were holding their breath a lot. Then they would start to unleash. I mean, there was a lot on the line. There really was. So I thought it was magnificent theater. Uh, and you know, and we, we all week we were talking with people on the show. And we said, "Oh, the you know the Rays are going to just phone it in." No, that's not them. They're too good of a team. It's not like you know, it's not like they have a forty-man roster that they could throw scrubs out there. There are no scrubs on this team. And every pitcher they bring out of the bullpen, they were, they wanted to sweep the Yankees, and they would have loved to make life difficult for the Yankees. Because think about this, Larry. Uh, if the Yankees win the wild card, they're facing the Rays. So the more mm-hmm. difficult the Rays could make it for them, the better. And they played hard, and they deserve a lot of credit. And they uh, they played hard today, and they you know one pitcher after the other just kept holding the Yankees down. So uh, I thought it was a magnificent game with a lot of tension, a lot on the line. It was it was awesome to be there. Gio Urcella, take you back to Derek Jeter. You know what? I hate to say this, and you know it'll probably be sacrilegious, but that's a much harder play than what Derek made. Mm-hmm. It just was. I mean, mm-hmm. wow. I mean, Derek, you know, obviously he caught the ball in fair territory and, and then couldn't stop himself and went into the stands. It was a phenomenal play. But this one, there was no regard whatsoever. He had to go downstairs. And, uh, you know, he caught the ball without any regard for his body. And, then uh, you know, he hit his thigh. I guess he had a bad thigh contusion. I don't think there's going to be any problem. But it did stiff, stiffen up on him later. That's why they brought in Velasquez. But, boy, that was some play. I mean, he had to go a long way because – they were in a shift, and uh, I, th- I think we had it on yes. It's like he traveled 129 feet to make the play. Mm. And then in a full sprint, 
he makes the catch and, and falls down the uh, the dugout steps. It it was magnificent, especially when you add in the moment. You know how big the game was for him to do that. That was that was amazing. When you think about how this Yankee offense has been up and down this year, isn't it perfect that Aaron Judge is the guy to bring in the run that gets you to the postseason? Yeah, he and he and Stanton are the reason that they've won 92 games. They, the both of them have, have really carried the the offense and carried the team since August 1st. And uh, you know, Judge is going to, I think, finish in the top five in the MVP in the American League. He's not going to win it. That's going to be Otani. But boy, it was amazing. And you know, I guess that's the guy that you'd want up. And you know, um, Kittredge slowed it down, and that'll and you know, just a perfect move to put you know Tyler Wade in there, and they had no chance to get him at home. So. Yeah, it, it was kind of apropos that Judge you know, drove in his 98th run and, and, and actually got the Yankees in the playoffs. Did you think uh, they should have sent Wade on the Rizzo hit? You know what? It, watching it in real time, um, Wade's hustling around third, and then Phil Nevin held him, and then changed his mind and started to wave him home. So he did want to send him home, but by that point Wade had broken it down because he saw the hold sign. So I think Phil Nevin changed his mind the way he saw that a Rosarena uh, fielded the ball. But, you know, also Phil has to know, and, and Wade has to know, the next guy up is Aaron Judge. And I, I thought what surprised me, Larry, was that they didn't walk Judge and pitch the stand. That, that's what really surprised me. You know, you set up the double play, you get out of the game, you know, you get out of the ninth inning, and then you have the, the little fake ghost runner in the extra innings, and you never know what's going to happen. And the Yankees, you know, had run out of, you know, a lot of their pitchers. They were going to go to Severino next, but... Uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, in, in, in hindsight, it probably was the right play to hold him, but I am telling you that he did wave him after holding him first. It's interesting. Yeah, you know the voice. It's the voice of Michael Kay. Hear him on Yes, hear him here on 98.7 ESPN. This is The Drive on 98.7 with Larry Hardesty. Michael, I've got two more for you. Once again, thanks for popping on. Let's look forward now. You've got, you mentioned mm-hmm. Garrett Cole, and I agree with you. He's the key. You get six-plus innings out of him, and he's Garrett Cole. Yankees are in really good shape, especially with the way the bullpen's been. But take me through what they do now defensively. Okay, we know that there's no uh, DJ because he's on IL. Do they start Velasquez? Do they put Gio at third? What's your gut feeling? It's a tough call. Um, you know, I believe Evaldi's going to start for the Red Sox. So they might just roll the dice and go with Odor because a lefty bat who might run into one and hit one into the bullpen at Fenway. So I think they they sacrifice some defense, and they go with Odor at third. And if Urshela is healthy, then he plays it short. But if Urshela's not healthy, then you're going to have Velasquez and, and somewhat of a weaker bat at short, and then you know Odor at third. I think that's the way they're going to roll with it. But uh, Velasquez certainly makes gives them a better defense, and Urshela at third gives them a better defense. But I think they do like the possibility of, of Odor running into one and maybe hitting one out. Uh, last thing, as creaky as this Yankee bullpen has been, boy, did Loisaga and Severino come forth at the big time. They've rested everybody oh. in that pen. They they really did. You know, this was a weakness, Larry. You saw all the games they were losing. The bullpen was burned out. And, you know, they lost Britain and, uh, you know, they lost Loisaga for a month. So it was it was not a strength. Now it's a strength again. And, uh, you know, if they do make the American League Division Series, you know what? Severino's a secret weapon. Not so secret, but, I mean, he's throwing really well. And, and the bigger the moment, all of a sudden his fastball's up to 98 again. Uh, he's been a revelation. He really, really has. And, you know, you've got Loisaga there who came in and got a big out today uh, and then and pitched the next inning as well. And then you have Herman that could give you some distance. So, 
Uh, I don't know if they're going to use all of them uh, on Tuesday in the wild card, but it's all hands on deck. But if they get into a short series now, they might be at an advantage over most teams because I'll tell you what, that bullpen, he can employ it the way he did now. You don't need that many outs out of your starter. If a starter can give you four innings and 12 outs, you've got enough arms to pick up the rest of the outs. So uh, pretty cool. And you know what the coolest thing was, Larry, today? Mm. That um, Ken Singleton could go out with a win. And yeah. uh, that meant a lot to, to him, and because it meant a lot to him, it meant a lot to me as well. And that, that made the whole thing even more emotional because as Wade, you know, slid across the plate, I looked at Kenny and, like, you know, he was his eyes were all tearing up because mm. he realized that was the end of his magnificent career. So uh, it, it, 20 years of, of, of working with you, – you've met him, Larry. He's oh, one of the nicest him. people ever meet in the business. And that meant a lot and put a lot of uh, emphasis on the weekend as well. It's a perfect bookend because his grandkids did the starting lineup. How great was that? <laughs> so it worked out perfect. And he, it he, out perfect. he got misty when he saw that, too, because that was a surprise. Our producer, Troy Benjamin, pulled it together without Kenny knowing, and I just thought that was so great. That was a great job. Great job. Okay, uh, obviously we'll be listening tomorrow beginning at 3, but can you just give me a tease? Uh, are we going to hear you call for Tina Turner tomorrow? Of course. The two of them gave away a three-point pick for no reason, mindless, both of them. And I destroyed them with my three-point pick and my two. And I'm glad I only gave the Rams a one-pointer. I was wrong on that one. But, uh, yeah, Tina might, uh, might chime in. That sounds good. Well, we'll be listening tomorrow, my friend. Continued success. And I know you're not calling the games, but we'll be listening to you here and watching you on Yes in the Studio show. Thank you, Ari. Isn't that the worst? I dated the woman all year now. Now somebody else is going to make out with her. It's terrible. It's the worst. It's the worst. You got to do something about that, Michael. <laughs> you got to do something about that. Thanks, my friend. We'll all be right, listening. Wow. Thanks for a couple of minutes. You got it. Michael K. Start the Michael K. Show along with Don LaGreca and Peter Rosenberg. You can hear Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 here on 98.7 ESPN. Thanking him for giving us a couple of minutes, giving us some insight into that Yankee game today, going forth into um, – the Tuesday game against the Red Sox in Fenway Park. And, of course, tomorrow they will break it down, as Don LeGreca likes to say, like a fine powder. This is 98.7 ESPN.